Welcome to the Avail Leadership Podcast, where our goal is to help you take your leadership to the next level. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're talking with Andrew Moman. Andrew is the campus pastor at Victory Midtown in Atlanta, and he has a unique passion for both leadership and fitness. Thus, his upcoming book, Leader Fit. Lean in, leaders, because this is going to be a great conversation. Let's get started. For those of you who don't know, Pastor Andrew Moman is an amazing blessing to the church there in Atlanta. He is a speaker. He is an author. He's the lead pastor of Victory Midtown alongside his wife, Dr. Kendra Moman. Together, they've created and run Moman Leadership, a leadership consulting firm. Andrew's latest book, which is what we're talking about tonight, Leader Fit, is a marriage of leadership and fitness that shows the interconnectedness of both. Come on, can you feel the eye of the tiger? Pastor Mo, Pastor Andrew Moman, welcome to the Avail live call webinar. How are you feeling tonight? My man, Virgil, I am feeling excellent tonight. I'm excited. Uh, I, I remember that music that when I used to wrestle back in the day, they would play that when it was in the final. So you got me pumped up, man. I'm ready to go tonight. Man, I, I'm, but believe me, that's not the last time you will hear I have a tiger tonight. Pastor right. Andrew Moman, we are honored to have you here as the author of the month uh, for the Avail family of books and resources. And the book is Leader Fit. Um, I want to I want to just mention at the top here to all of our viewers and listeners that Pastor Andrew Moman and Dr. Kendra Moman had their first baby. You are a new dad. You just had your first Father's Day. <laughs> yeah. Let's just take a couple seconds here, Pastor Mo. How does it feel to be a father? Man, it feels absolutely phenomenal. I have to start off by giving a super shout out to my amazing, my lovely, my strong, intelligent, genius wife. Uh, uh, she's just beautiful. She's the love of my life, Dr. Kendra Moman. There would be no little man without her bringing him into the <laughs> earth. So it, it feels absolutely wonderful. And we are so elated. We're so blessed. Uh, it actually was a little hard for me to come and get on this call because He's just so wonderful, man. We're just spending time with him, and, and we're excited. His name is Maximus, a uh, strong name. His name means Come greatest, on. and so we just believe greatness is all over him uh, from the inside out, and we're excited <laughs> to see what God does through him. So we're, I, we're I super excited, it. man, 29 days in. <laughs> You're getting a lot of love on the chat. Can we get some love for Dr. Kendra Moe on the Come chat? On. Come Give on. It up for get some Give love. It up Come on. Her. Maximus is in the house. As leading. Maximus, future author. We're excited, man. We're excited. Hey, um, Pastor, I want everybody to know Pastor Andrew Moman, those who know him close, those who are, who are in his church, those who are family and friends, call him Pastor Mo. So we're going to go with Pastor Mo, but everybody knows this Pastor Andrew Moman. Pastor Mo, can you just tell everybody a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your, your, your story, where you are, what you do, and then we're going to jump into your new book, Leader Fit. And I'm going to let everybody know today how they might be able to get it for free or at a discounted price. Absolutely. Well, first of all, let me say this before I say anything about myself. I want to say thank you to Dr. Sam Chan for the opportunity uh, under the Avail brand to come to you tonight and just giving us an avenue. So many authors like myself, so many leaders like myself um, that have the opportunity to share their life message because he committed to his life message. And so I just want to give a big shout out to him. We've known each other for decades at this point. And so I'm just thankful and honored that he's allowing his life to be used so that so many other people can share their message. So thank you, Dr. Chan. We appreciate you. And, and so to talk a little bit about myself, I am a person who is committed to seeing people win committed to seeing people win. And uh, I was talking to my wife even actually tonight and I was just sharing with her uh, my burden because I was kind of thinking about this call and preparing. And I was like, well, why did I even write the book? I wrote the book because it's like, man, like so many people for all of my life have been asking me, I'm talking about from the age of 15 on from high school, Mo, can you train me? Mo, can I, can I do what you're doing? Mo, can I, can I get in the gym with you? And so that's one thing that really is prevalent in this particular message. And, and I firmly believe this about books, about, you know, when you get to a point that you start to share your life message, I believe every one of us has a message inside of us. Every single one of us has a message inside of us. And when you get to the point where you find yourself spending a lot of time answering the same question over and over and over again, let me tell you a little secret. You might want to consider writing a book on the subject. And 
for me, my whole life has been a journey of fitness and leadership. Now, I'm not just talking about being in the gym. I'm not just talking about running sprints. I'm talking about my life, even in enduring certain things uh, from coming out of the womb. You know, us just having our son recently, it takes you back to some of the things that your parents tell you about your upbringing. And my parents have told me that coming out of the womb, you know, I almost didn't make it. I had to fight coming in because the umbilical cord was wrapped around my neck and they were able to get me out and save me. And so my name means strong. My name means enduring. It means manly. And so for me, I really believe that our lives, they tell a story about one, where we've been and where we're going if we allow ourselves to match up to it. So for me, Fitness, leadership has been a, a big part of my life. I'm the oldest of six siblings. Um, I've always had to be responsible. Um, I've always, in some way, been in leadership positions. My mother did an incredible job raising us, putting us in environments, Boy Scouts and Klondike and all these different things to make sure that my leadership was exercised. And just a quick fact about myself, I thought I was going to the military for a while. I actually was signed up for the Naval Academy coming out of high school. Uh, and then I ended up getting a dual scholarship to play both football and tennis at Historically Black College, Johnson C. Smith University. Shout out JCSU. Uh, and that kind of changed my plans a little bit. But even in that, I was able to step up and lead through that and learn. Even when I wasn't quite sure of myself, I knew that there was leadership qualities on the inside of me and things started to just unearth along the way. So that's just a little bit about me. But most of all, I'm proud of being a husband to Kendra and a new father to Maximus. And then from there, you know, love serving as pastor of Victory Midtown. Shout out Victory Midtown. I heard <laughs> you were on tonight. Uh, absolutely love our congregation and our entire Victory Church family. Man, Kendra and I are so blessed to be able to serve in the capacity that we do and see what God is doing as we continue to do that. Love that. Just just want to mention before we jump into the talking about the book, uh, uh, Concept Factory Atlanta wrote, Pastor Mo is the goat. There's a lot of love for you here, Pastor Mo. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate it. We also have here Darren Cooper, excited for you guys, Dr. Pastor Kendra. Let's go. A lot of love for you. Uh, I'm sure, obviously, from the church, people who know you, but I think there's going to be a lot of love for you as people begin to know you that are that don't know you, uh, Pastor Mo. So again, everybody, if, if anybody just jumped on recently, if you haven't done so, make sure you put your first name and where you're connecting from in the chat and make sure you choose panelists and attendees so we can all see your comments. Also want to mention, we're talking to Pastor Andrew Moman, who we know as Pastor Mo and his new book, Leader Fit. Throughout this whole conversation, we want everybody to know there's a Q&A tab uh, there on the Zoom. Now, if you're on Facebook, you can just use the chat, but it, you can use the Q&A tab in Zoom and you can send your questions for Pastor Mo as we're having this conversation. We're going to try to get any questions that we that come in. We're going to try to manage them all. But we want to talk about your book, Pastor Mo. The book is Leader Fit. What inspired Leader Fit? What's the heart behind the book? You know, what's, what's you know, wh why this focus on, you know, fitness and health, you know, and leadership? Well, Similar to something I just said a moment ago, again, as far back as I can remember, uh, I've been asked by people to help them come along the way and, and grow in their fitness, grow in their leadership. And many people ask me the question, what makes you tick? And, and what makes you tick in, in, in the way that you lead and the way that you live your life? And so for me, again, um, I believe, I said this in one of our other conversations that I only write about what I'm passionate about. I only write about and share what I'm living. I don't want to just be someone who writes theoretically. I want to be someone who actually my message is really just pinned on paper, but you can watch my life and actually see that it matches up with what I put in a book. And one of the things that I often say um, to Victory Midtown as I'm preaching and as I'm ministering is that every single one of us, we have a better version of ourselves hidden on the inside of us. The way I actually say it is I say, there's another you on the inside of you, Virgil. There's another you on the inside of you. Yes. And, and what I say often is that, and this is something that just came to me literally as you were just asking me the question. What I really believe to take that another step is that all of us have another version of ourselves hidden under a level of fat. Come on. Now, now somebody might be like, Mo, you coming out hard. Like, you, hey, what are you talking about? You calling me fat? Listen. The Lord just literally downloaded this to me. All of us have another version of ourselves hidden under a layer of fat. And what is fat? A falsely assigned truth. Okay. 
Every single one of us, there's another you and you, but how many falsely assigned truths have we believed that have actually diminished our light when God wants our light to shine? How many of us, when we have this truth about ourselves that really has been dormant, that we just need somebody to come and ignite it? We need somebody to come and say, hey, you're better than that. See, accountability is not just telling somebody you're doing something wrong or you need to stop sinning. Accountability is actually saying, hey, I love you enough. I care about you enough that I want to pull the greatness out of you. I want to make sure that you reach all your potential. Mm. So for me, the whole purpose of this book is really an outpour of my life message. See, I can only talk to so many people, even in the age of social media, even in the age of Zoom. There's only so many conversations I can have in a day. But a book, a message can last way longer than I can, can go farther than I can. And now people are able to codify this message, take it in, meditate on it, ruminate on it, chew on it, and make sure that they're able to get it. So for me, my passion point is to see people unlocked. I have a burning passion to see people become the best versions of themselves. My wife says this often about me. She says, Mo, when you preach, you're like a coach. You know, I often tell Victory Midtown, y'all know what's coming. I often say, hey, lean in, lean in. I need you to lean in because I don't want to just give you a message, a, a sermon. I tell you to lean in because there is something on the inside of you that you need to get activated in by leaning into this truth so that you stop believing the lie and start believing the truth that God said about you. So for me, the whole purpose of writing this book is really that I want to get rid of the fat. I'm trying to cut the fat. I'm trying to get rid of the excess baggage that people have been carrying or carrying around for years and years while people have been telling them something about themselves that they have been not believing the truth mm. about themselves that God has given them. So again, we have to cut the fat and I'm ready to cut the fat tonight. Come on. I love it. Hey, everybody, if you just connected recently, whether you're on Zoom or whether you're on Facebook, we're so happy you're here. We talk with Pastor Andrew Moman, author of the new book, Leader Fit. That's what we're talking about tonight. By the way, in a little bit, I'm going to let you guys know how you might be able to get that book for free or at least at a discounted price. It's going to be a great opportunity. In fact, right now, can you just can you all just type in the chat, lean in, three exclamation points and your favorite emoji. We want to know. Come on. Pastor Mo, is, he's all about lean in. Uh, Pastor Mo, you're getting a lot of love in the chat here in Zoom, also on Facebook. All right. So here's my next question. And, and by the way, I want to open up the Q&A tab. You can use the Q&A tab, everybody. Whether it's a question about leadership, whether it's about fitness, or both, or how many reps, you know, how many push-ups, <laughs> put it in there. We'll ask it. Let's make it fun, right? Okay, Pastor Bo, here's my next question. What, what do you think is a common misconception about fitness and its effects on other things that we might do? Well, first of all, I think one of the biggest misconceptions uh, when it comes to fitness, and now when, when, let me qualify this. It may not be for everyone, but I believe for those who are really trying to cut the fat and trying to unleash that new part of themselves, I believe a common misconception is that going to the gym and fitness is all about vanity. Hmm. I, I believe that sometimes people will say, well, this person is just working out at the gym because they want to look good. They want these muscles. They want this outward hmm. appearance to shroud something that maybe they may be hiding on the inside. While that may be true for some people, mm -hmm. I believe that it's not just about vanity. It, it's not, that should not be the dominant motivation. What yeah. I really believe is that, yeah, some people do spend a lot of time in the gym hiding different things and because they might be a little self-centered. But this is what I really believe. I believe that the misconception about being fit is that it only actually affects you in your physical body. Right. And so many people miss the psychological, the emotional, the relational effects that actually, actually having fitness in your life really produces. See, another misconception, even as we talk about vanity, uh, one misconception is that everything you do in the gym, it has to be on 12, that mm. you have to be super intense. Now, right. somebody might be looking at me like, well, Mo, I've seen you work out and you are always on 12. Yeah, I work out pretty hard, but I have changed my methods over the years because what I also know is that it's not just about being a gym rat. It's, mm -hmm. it's not about being in the gym for two hours and, you know, saying I have to do this in order to keep, get results. Here's what I've been thinking about and saying when it comes to really kind of debunking some of these misconceptions is that intensity has no value if it's not married to consistency. Mm. Can, I, can I say that one more time? Say it again, intensity, say it again. Intensity has no value 
if it's not married to consistency. That's good. See, in this season of my life, being 29 days in as a new father, <laughs> I've had to adjust some things in how I work out. Now, I stopped working out for an hour and a half years ago. I usually work out anywhere from about 40 minutes to an hour, high intensity. I'm going to keep it going. I'm not really talking to a whole lot of people while I'm working out because I'm on a mission. <laughs> But what I have learned is that some people, they think, okay, I'm going to take this pre-workout. I'm going to start this plan. I'm going to go in here. And I'm going to work out for three hours a day, you know, for seven days a week. I'm not going to take a rest. And they think that's going to do something when really that's counterproductive. Mm -hmm. What I have found is that, again, if intensity is not married with consistency, you actually leave yourself lacking and you actually can cause more damage than good. Mm -hmm. And so what I've learned to do is that even if I can't work out for the 40 minutes, I can get down there for 25 and I can be consistent in that for, for five days out of the week. If I can't get out down and work out, I can do some push-ups in my house. I can do some, some uh, sit-ups in my house because for me, here it is. We have to commit to long-term inspiration mm. to do something that's going to get us closer to our goal every day. Let me, let me say it again. That's you good. have to commit to long-term inspiration. Now, you notice I didn't say motivation. While I like to use mo words a lot, I didn't say motivation <laughs> because motivation comes from the outside while inspiration comes from the inside That's and good. actually breeds you for action. We have to commit to long-term inspiration to do something small and consistent every single day. And when we talk about these misconceptions, here, here's the last thought that I want to give to that is that we have a tendency to marry uh, being motivated. You know, we, we, we just want to marry being motivated when we really need to be married to inspiration. Mm. Let me break that down a little bit. Mm, yeah. This tendency to marry the act of being motivated is when we watch 500 videos on YouTube. This <laughs> tendency to marry motivation is that when we're listening to every preacher that's from all over the world, this tendency to motivation is when we're listening to Bob Proctor, Tony Robbins, uh, Les Brown, and we're getting all this information, but we never have application. Mm -hmm. And so for me, we have to make sure that we're not just sitting here marrying motivation while we're dating inspiration. Inspiration <laughs> says, okay, I have to take what I just learned and I have to move in it. Yeah. And so for me, uh, I think the misconception is that so many people think I have to be on 12. I have to work. I have to I have to do it like me. You know, people will look yeah. at me and say, I'm not working out with you. And what I'll say is, like, come work out with me. We'll adjust because you're not necessarily have to, having to do what I'm doing. I want you to do it at your pace. And a good coach knows how to adjust based on where the person is in their lives. So I, just, I think that's something that is a misconception. Yeah. I think we can kind of launch from there. That's a good point, Pastor Mo, because I think it, it can be, let me just be honest, when you're not, when you're not used to, you know, going to the gym, for example, when it can be intimidating and it can feel like, well, I'm not going to do it how he does. I can't do it. I can't do it how she does it. Right. And it can be, it could almost be like a, you know, a, a demotivator if you just, if you try to compare. And I think it's really good that you, you kind of nail, nail down on that. And it's hard. Like it's hard to really, you know, leader fit your new book, leader fit. It's all about the importance. If you want to be a strong leader, if your fitness is connected to that, right? And and, and that's right. You, you part. I think it's the the part one of the three parts of the book. It, leader fit as a mindset. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Because I think we got to talk about that. Um, this is a good question that somebody wrote in. What does that mean? Leadership as a yeah. mindset. By the way, before we get into the, your answer, Pastor Mo, I want to let everybody know this is a great time to start sending in any questions you might have about fitness leadership why this is important or, or challenges you've had, struggles you've had. This is a good opportunity to uh, bring those questions in. What does leadership as a mindset mean? Absolutely. So for me, when, when I got this, you know, inspiration to write this book and, and wanted to codify this message, uh, leadership, leader fit as a mindset means this, that you are conditioned to lead. <clears throat> you are conditioned to lead. To lead. Uh, Jack Welch, he's attributed as one of the people who have said, you know, all leaders are not just born, they can be made as well. Mm. And I think a lot of times what happens is that when we think about leadership, we just like in fitness, we disqualify ourselves because we don't feel like we have what it takes or we don't have what somebody else has. And what I'm here to say in leader fit is that you can condition yourself to lead. You might not have all the tools right away, but you can start incrementally doing your reps to get your weight up. You can start mm -hmm. incrementally starting to run on the treadmill of life to start to get your cardiovascular leadership up. And so as I talk about being conditioned to lead, here it is. When you're conditioned for something, 
you start to bend towards doing that thing without even thinking about it. Mm -hmm. See, when I'm on a treadmill, I don't do a whole lot of cardio, but when I do cardio, I do it in hit sessions. I do interval training. And what I'm doing is I'm pushing my body past a particular limit where I am currently so that when I come back to that situation later, now it's easier the next time. Mm -hmm. I'm stretching my threshold. So to condition for lead means that you have to stretch your threshold. I was talking to one of our leaders even today where they was they were asking Kendra and I a question. I said, hey, yeah, this might be pushing you a little bit. This might be stretching you. But what you need to understand is that this stretching is really not for now. Mm. See, when I'm working out, when I'm on a treadmill, it's really not for that moment. That's like practice. When I'm running on a treadmill, what I'm doing, you call me crazy, but I'm in my mind thinking of scenarios that I might have to run later. <laughs> in my mind, as I'm running, I'm saying, okay, if my wife needed something, would I be conditioned to show up as I needed to in that moment when it was necessary? That's right. And so yeah. being conditioned to lead, being leader fit, having this mindset, it's this, it's where you ask yourself the question and you interrogate yourself, write this down, please put this in the chat, write it down. If you get nothing else I say for the rest of the night, I want you to grab this. So I need you to lean in on this. One. Come on, lean, lean in. in, lean in. When you are thinking about being leader fit, you are asking yourself the question, am I able to respond to the challenges of life and leadership with confidence mm. based on what the moment requires of me? Wow. Let me say that one more time. I'm going to slow it, it down. Say it again. Say it again. I'm going to say it again. Rewind. If we're going to be leader fit and we're going to have it as a mindset, we have to interrogate ourselves and ask ourselves the question, not waiting on anybody else. Am I condition? Am I able to respond to the challenges of life and leadership based on what the moment requires of me? See, one of my fears, my wife knows this, I've, I've said this over the platform at Victory Midtown, our, our staff, our team knows this. One of my biggest fears is to be unprepared. Mm. I wake up out of cold sweats, Virgil, thinking about, oh, I had this thing that I had to do. and Oh, I didn't prepare for it. I wasn't ready. I didn't have my stuff together because I want to represent God, number one. Yeah. And when I show up, I want to make sure I give my best effort. I want to put my best foot forward. And so for me, the way I train my body, the way I train myself in leadership, the way I train myself mentally, spiritually, is I'm always trying to stretch my muscles to make sure that I'm able to respond to the challenges of life based on what the moment requires of me. I never want to be in a situation where I had the ability or the opportunity, but I didn't have the ability. I never want to be in a situation where somebody says, Mo, if you could just do this, you could have all of this. I want to be, be able to say, I'm ready because I prepared myself before this. And so again, to be leader fit, man, it just means being ready. I say it like this, stay ready to keep from getting ready. Somebody needs to put that in the chat right now. You need to stay ready to Come on. keep from getting ready. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Come on, put stay ready in the chat, everybody. Capital letters. Uh, there's, a, there's an interesting question that came in, Pastor Mo, in the, in the Q&A tab uh, from, from Efren Vasquez. I might call him Efrain, if he's Hispanic like me, Efrain, <laughs> Efren Vasquez. He says, or he asks, what are, what are the three most important qualities that a leader needs to cultivate. And I don't know if, I don't know if you're going to dive in here. It's a, it's a little bit of discipline because that's something you talk, you and I have talked about before, but what are, what are three important qualities that a leader needs to cultivate to be leader fit? The first, the first thing that come to my mind, I will say discipline and we'll get, we'll jump into that in a minute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, along with that, what I will say is consistency. Come on. And, and then number three, transparency. Woo. Discipline consistency and transparency. Wow. And the reason I say that is because I say, I've said this all over the world. I say this to anyone that I'm coaching or what have you. I don't have time to try to figure out which Mo showed up in which setting. <laughs> See, too many people, they have different sides of themselves that they show up as. So when they are getting different situations and circumstances, they're trying to cold switch. They're trying to do this over here. Mm -hmm. They're trying to figure out, so did I show them this part of me? Did I show them the pastor side of me? Did I show them the heathen side of me? Did I show them the, the business side of me? Did I show them the fearful side of me? Hey, I just want to be consistent. And so for me, what I do is I say, this is who I am. And I have, I've had to grow to that point. 
all of us have insecurities that we have to grow through based on things that are happening into our lives. But I'm going to tell you, when you can get on the other side of a of a um, insecurity, what happens is that you're able to show up with your full self, no matter mm-hmm. where you are. Because I believe this, every single one of us have a has a garden. And what happens is that too many of us, we're showing up as imposters and then we're missing the garden that's supposed to feed us. Mm. Can I say it again? I got to say that again. Say it again. So many of us, we're showing up as imposters in leadership, in life, in marriage, in relationships, in friendships, where we're trying to pick and choose what sides of ourselves we're going to show people. Mm. And then what happens is that we find ourselves uh, malnutritious. Wow. Because we were supposed to get fed reciprocally from a particular situation, but because we didn't show up as our true selves, we miss the very nutrients that are supposed to feed us and that we're supposed to give somebody else. So good. Hey, thank you, Efrain, for that question. He got uh, me thank you for that. He got me going, man. Yeah, yeah. We got some more questions coming in. I want to get into a question. I, I, I was feeling the, the eye of the tiger, so it's coming soon, Pastor Moore. Just get ready. All right. And I might ask you to flex on the next one. All right, so... Uh, <laughs> I want to I want to jump into discipline. I love hearing you talk about discipline. Um, can you elaborate a little bit about how discipline can truly be the differentiating factor? After that, I'm going to go into another question that came in by who was who is it here? I'm going to tell you who it is. By Alan. Alan has a question. We're going to get to that in a second. But shout out to Darren, Larissa, Sarah. Uh, shout out on Facebook to Papo, to Veronica, uh, to Cecilia, to Ke- Dr. Kendra Mo is on. Let's hey, talk baby. about discipline, Pastor Mo. Absolutely. Absolutely. In in my book, I talk about this. I say that discipline is my superpower. Discipline is my superpower. From a very young age, I've been trained to be disciplined. And what I found is the benefits of being disciplined, they far outweigh being undisciplined. And so when I define discipline, this might not be the Merriam-Webster's definition for it, but I'm going to give you the the MOIV version, the Mo International version. When I talk about discipline, it's this. It's a consistent pattern of behavior that imposes order upon a person, a place, or a thing. Let me say that one more time. Yeah. The discipline that I'm talking about with it being my superpower is a consistent pattern of behavior that imposes order, puts things in order mm-hmm. upon a person, a place, or a thing. Mm. And so when I, when I think about discipline being my superpower, what I found is that it's important to have discipline because discipline, it allows you to see your desire through even in the face of adversity. Discipline, it allows you to see your desires through even mm. in the face of adversity, in the face of pain, in the face of discomfort, which we all face. And the reason why that's so important is because every single one of us have good ideas. You know, there's there's a famous quote that's been being said a lot. There's a lot of box that happened. And Mike Tyson made it famous. He said, everyone has a game plan until they get hit in the face. <laughs> see, if you don't have discipline to say, I'm going to see it through, even if I face some adversity, even if I face some discomfort, even mm-hmm. if I face some pain, you will never make it to any level of greatness. Mm-hmm. And I, and I love how the Bible says it for those who are faith-filled and ascribed to, to the Christian faith. Uh, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12, it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Yeah. But a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Hope That's deferred good. makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. And, and here's the thing. There is always a justifiable reason to validate your reason for not finishing. Mm. There's, there's always. That's now, true. is it an accepted reason? You know, that, that's up to debate. But there's always a justifiable reason. Oh, I, I got up late or, you know, somebody called me or I got a flat tire or, you know, I didn't know what time to meet and start. There's always a reason. But when you're disciplined, what you're doing is that I'm going to take excuses off the table. That's right. When you're disciplined, you're going to say, I'm going to pre- prepare. My father growing up would always say this, and it has been burned in my psyche. He would always say, when preparation meets opportunity, it breeds success. Mm. When preparation meets opportunity, it breeds success. And, and watch this. Here it is. Mm. If we're going to have discipline, we have to know that opposition is coming. Yeah. And it's important to be prepared by knowing that opposition is coming, because here it is, watch this. Opposition is actually the guardian of greatness. (laughs) Let me say that one more time. Say that again. For those who are gonna stream this later, you might be riding, you might not hear what I said. Opposition 
is the guardian of greatness. What? Explain that. Before every great thing, before every great opportunity, before every opportunity that might seem grand, the Bible says, behold, there's a great and effective door open. But it says, but there are many adversaries. And so what we have to understand is that if we're going to be great, we have to understand that it's not going to come easy. If it was easy, everybody would be great. Yep. If it was easy, everybody would do, do the workout plan. If it was easy, everybody would do the, the meal prep. If it was easy, everybody would start the business. Everyone would start the concept factory. Shout out to Alan. If it was easy, everyone <laughs> would be stepping out into these new levels of greatness. But opposition guards greatness to see who's going to actually be disciplined to see it through. Wow. Kendra and I say this when we, when we speak and we train all over the world. We say excellence is simply a commit to, commitment to finishing. People try to get all these lofty things and talk about excellence. Excellence is simply a commitment to finishing, meaning come what may, even when opposition comes, I'm gonna make sure that I see it through. And I've trained myself, I've conditioned myself to lead in a way that I'm already prepared for this. This opposition, this, this tension did not catch me off guard. It did not catch me by surprise. And so I could go all day with that, Virgil, but I, I know we need to get on to something else. That, again, discipline is my superpower, and I'm not ashamed to say it. Hey, Pastor Mo, this is great. There's questions coming in. I got questions on my list here, so I want to try to get to as many as I can. Let me just mention, uh, if there's anybody who kind of kind of jumped in, maybe you, you were late to, to getting into the live call webinar. Yes, we are on the, on the Avail live call webinar with the one and the only Pastor Andrew Moman. Pastor Mo, we're talking about his new book, Leader Fit. In a few moments, I'm going to share with you how you can access his book for free. I want to tell you about some amazing things that are connected to the book, but you got to you got to hang in with us a little bit more. Pastor, Mo, I want there's an, a question that came in from from an anonymous uh, viewer that I want to get to. Before I get to that one, I want to ask you a little bit about okay, physical fitness, emotional fitness, right? Yeah. When you kind of think of the physical aspect, but then like the, the internal, the emotional. What would you say? What's more important, physical fitness? Or emotional fitness? What's your opinion about that? Let me say it like this. I, I really feel both of them are critically important. Okay. But if I had to prioritize, if I had to put one above the other, I would say emotional fitness and emotional mm. health. Uh, because of this reason, I really believe that emotional health and emotional fitness makes it possible for you to enjoy the spoils of physical health and physical fitness. Mm-hmm. One more time, emotional health and emotional fitness. I believe it makes it possible for you to enjoy the spoils of physical health. And physical That's good. Fitness. What what, what they, the Bible says that you know I'm, I'm quoting a lot of Bible. The Lord has just drowned, downloaded some stuff to me. <laughs> what would it be for a man to gain the whole world and lose his Forfeit soul? Forfeit his soul. Yeah. You know, uh, what would it be for you to have all these muscles? For you to you know be able to wear the European cut suits and you know you'd be able to have the clear skin but you're mentally and emotionally and psychologically wow. a wreck. Yeah. You would be a nice packaging, but on the inside, you would be rotting. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I really believe we have to start normalizing emotional health. We have to start normalizing, checking on people. My wife likes to say, say it like this, check on your strong friends. Check on the people who look strong. Check on the people who have the wrappings of the nice car, the nice clothes, the nice house, even what looks like the nice marriage or the nice relationship. Because what happens is that a lot of times we forfeit and we actually uh, neglect our emotional health by trying to look good on the outside when sooner or later it mm. catches up with you. Yeah, And I'm just a firm believer. You might as well start with the source right because every seed sown, it will come to harvest. Everything you do, it will come back. And so for me, uh, I believe that even emotional health, like I said, it's the doorway to really enjoying physical health. And, and I would give you a very practical example of that. My, my wife tells me often, and I will gladly admit this, I am much nicer after I work out. <laughs> I am much nicer. If anybody that follows me on social, you might think that I'm just, you know, doing these exercises on Sunday mornings before I go to church because I'm so committed to my fitness and I want to sweat. No, it's because I want to make sure that I'm smiling when I walk in the door at Victory Midtown. <laughs> I want to make sure that when I'm preaching, I'm not taking my stress out on you, but I've already taken my stress out on the weights. 
Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's a part of my life. And even since our son has been born, we are starting him early. He's had to start pushing anything yet, but out <laughs> several days already and him being 29 days old, I have already had him down in the gym with me several times, just as a bystander, just getting in the environment, <laughs> setting it up because I wanted to be in his psyche that he's committed to being a whole man, mind, body, and yeah. spirit. And so I I believe that if some of us would actually prioritize our emotional health a little bit better, we will actually see dividends paid uh, in other areas that we didn't even know existed. You know, there's there's a question from Anonymous. It's kind of interconnected here. Um, I think he's using a kind of a a metaphor or an example. He asks, Pastor Mo, how do you continue to be leader fit when you have past injuries? For example, church hurt. Yeah. That make it hard to work out or even want to go to the gym, right? I think there's there's a little bit of a symbolism here. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts there? It's connected. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna connect it with something that I firmly believe in. Uh, number one, uh, church hurt is real. Yeah. Let me just let me just say that. Let me acknowledge it. I, I say it like this. I say I, I learned this from my counselor years ago, and I actually t- I talk about this a little bit in the book. Uh, years ago, I went through a traumatic situation. Um, really tore me down. Really had me broken down. So. When I'm talking, even when you hear me speaking right now, I'm not speaking from this place of this, um, you know, strength that has no weakness or this place that's like, oh, I I don't have any problems. I'm talking about this because I've lived it. I've walked through it and I know the importance of what it takes to bounce back and to then thrive through it. So for me, I really believe that we have to, one, acknowledge that our feelings are real. Mm -hmm. Feelings are real and it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to hurt. It's okay to say, I'm not really doing that well. It's yeah. okay to say, emotionally, I don't have it all together right now. But you have to also do that in safe places. You have to be able to know who's going to come alongside of you. And one of the things that I talk about in the book is this concept of spiritual spotters. Spiritual spotters. I like that. See, Virgil, Virgil I, last time we spoke, we were talking through some stuff, and the Lord was just giving me stuff. And yeah. I've talked about spiritual spotters before. He was like, I hope that's in the book. And I said, Well, it is now. So, <laughs> spiritual spotters, it is something, it's a concept where you understand that you only can carry so much weight. Mm-hmm. No matter how strong you are, no matter how spiritual you are, no matter how many uh, scriptures you read, no matter how many small groups you lead, no matter how many uh, prayers you pray, you can only do so much. God made us not to be alone. He said it is not good for us to be alone. And so you need a spiritual spotter, someone who will come alongside of you. And when they see you failing, musterly, uh, physically, emotionally, when they see you failing, they're able to say, hey, hey, I'm here. And now I'm going to help you get it up. A good spotter, watch this, does not just come and just take the weight off of you and and carry it all themselves. A good spotter allows you to see that you can do it, but you just need some help. A good spiritual spotter says, I identify your weak areas. I identify your weak spots, and I'm here to add strength to you. And so for that person that asked the question, I believe we have to get in a place where we start to open ourselves up and stop, stop being so confined, stop being where we're trying to answer our own questions and be self-interrogating and then answer it to ourselves. And so for many of us on the line tonight, the Lord has challenged you. I'm challenging you right now to revisit some relationships. See, too many of us, we, we've gotten caught up in this cut off people culture. Mm-hmm. That somebody offends you one time and you cut them off. What if that person was actually created to sharpen you and you cut them off? See, a good spotter will agitate you. A good mm-hmm. spotter will make you mad. A good spotter will say, no, you're going to lift this weight because you're able. And many of us, let me say this, lean into this, lean into this. Oh, lean in. Many of us really don't want accountability. That's right. Many of us, we say we want to grow. But can you stand to be blessed? Can you stand the, the process of what it takes to grow? <laughs> and so for me, I believe, yes, there's church hurt. Yes, there are things that are happening. Yes, there has been abuse in the world. Yes, people have not stewarded people's lives. But ask yourself the question, who maybe did you cut off too early when they were really just spotting you? Mm. 
That's 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 what I want to say to that. I mean, we could probably go a little deeper in that if you want to give me another angle to that question. But I, I just really feel right now uh, for, so for this person and for people watching on the line, um, relationships are so key, Virgil. And for everyone who's watching on the yeah. line, um, one of the things, again, I, I have to bring this back to my marriage. My, my marriage to, to Kendra, it started off as a friendship. When mm-hmm. we started dating, we both were in a place in our lives where we said, we just want to get to know good people. Love it. And getting to know good people and starting to little by little help spot each other. Little by little. We, we actually tell the stories. We were giving each other relationship by advice for other people that were trying to talk to the other person. <laughs> and what happened is that through that, we started to see this person really cares for me. This person really has the values and the qualities that are not going to put me off, but they're going to put me on to my destiny. This person actually has my best interest at heart. And I just believe that sometimes, yes, we have to do it with wisdom, but sometimes we have to go back and revisit who did we cut off too early and were we being too sensitive? Was it something that we were supposed to grow through, but we got off of the track? So that, that, that's what I want to leave with that right there. Hey, can everybody just put in the chat, Pastor Mo is on fire. You can use fire emoji. Pastor Mo on fire right now. Excited. I'm getting pumped up. I'm stretching out. I'm pumped pumped up. Up. There we go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, Pastor Mo. I like let's go, Pastor Mo. I like that. Hey, I want to talk about leader fit the book. We got some more questions. The, the questions have been rolling in, Pastor Mo, but I think it's important right now for our avail team to just put it in the chat right now about leader fit. Come on. Come on. You gotta get the book, Leader Fit. Pastor Mo's on fire. I see it in the chat. I see it on Facebook. All right, all right, all right, all right. Enough of Eye of the Tiger. Pastor Mo, I want people to get the book, Leader Fit. Right now, our avail team is putting the link in the chat here on Zoom, also on Facebook. Now, why is that chat that uh, link important? Because that link will take you to the page, the offer page, where you you might be able to get this book for free if you are not currently an avail. Uh, member, you can actually go right now to that link and you can get the book for free. The book is Leader Fit by Pastor Andrew Roman. Not only will you get the book for free, but you'll also get a free six-month subscription to the Avail Journal, which we'll talk to talk about a, a, a little bit uh, a little bit ahead. If you don't know what the Avail Journal is, an awesome extra leadership to just put into your leadership resources that you get. Uh, the Avail Journal comes out quarterly. You get you get six months free subscription to Avail. You can get the book for free, Leader Fit. Just go to the click the link, go to the page, put your information. But let me tell you something else. If you're already an Avail member, obviously you've you've gotten your book for free in the past at some point. But you can get this book, Leader Fit, at a discounted price. Here's the no-brainer for everybody. For everybody. The Upgrade Bundle, it's a no-brainer. Let me tell you what the Upgrade Bundle includes. It includes the hardcover book, Leader Fit by Pastor Andrew Moment. It includes the Companion Study Guide. Can you hold it up, Pastor Moore? I think you got the book there. The, the Companion Study Guide, Leader Fit. So you can, as you're reading and going through your journey on Leader Fit, you can, you can document, you can write some notes, you can write down what God's speaking to you through the book. It also includes the Masterclass video series. Pastor Mo, how many videos in that Masterclass? 10 videos, 10 videos, man, what I, what I'll say, it felt great because I knew that I was actually imparting some things. It wasn't where we were just sitting there talking and say, Hey, we just want to get through these videos. I was pouring out my essence of my life story and my life message. And again, people want to, you know, ask you to coach them and ask you to get with them. The greatest way that you can be coached is by actually receiving what somebody has poured their life into. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I was excited but I was exhausted when I got done because I wasn't just up there giving a speech. I was really giving of myself. And so I really believe that, you know, people that actually take advantage of that, that they will be blessed, that they will be uh, grown in their leadership fitness and their leader fitness. And I'm just excited to see uh, the fruit that comes from it. The link is in the chat. We're already pumped up. Leader fit. Fit Fit in your soul. Fit as a leader. You got to get the book. Leader fit. Pastor Andrew Moman, click on that link right now. The Avail team put in the chat. It's on Zoom. It's on Facebook. If, you, if you're not connected to Avail, if this is your first time, get the book for free, my friend. You got nothing to lose, everything to gain. The book for free plus six months of the Avail journal for free. Um, also, if you're already on Avail, you're going to get a great pr- price on it. But most importantly, the upgrade bundle, that's where it's at because you're going to get the hardcover book. 
You're going to get the companion study guide and you're going to get access to the video series masterclass, 10 videos, Pastor Mo himself. I hope there's some weights in those videos. I hope there's some exercise. I got a little something. I won't spoil it. The, the, the ambiance and the environment is set up right for this message. Let me just say it like that. I love it. I love it. So I want to, I want to, uh, while people are kind of checking that, that offer out, Pastor, I want to go to a couple more questions yeah, that people absolutely. have kind of thrown in here. You, you, I remember you talking about muscle memory. You know, there's yeah. an analogy used about muscle memory, um, uh, in leader fit. Can you explain that concept to people? Absolutely. I think, um, there, there's something that I actually want to read something to you. There's a quote that my wife contributed to the book that I want to actually read that I really uh, feel captures it. And, and she made this quote. She said this. She said, things done out of habit without thought for the future can become a trap door for commonality, complacency, mm. and corrosion. Come on. Let me say it one more time. Things done out of habit without the thought for the future can become a trap door for commonality, complacency and corrosion. And and when she said that, for me, it really just means that for a lot of us, we allow bad muscle memory to dictate what we're going to do in our futures. Because what happens is that if you are not careful, you'll just allow certain habits to just keep you on a circle of cycle and circle of life that's not necessarily fruitful. And there is, uh, there is the bad type of muscle memory, but the good type of muscle memory that I talk about in the book is where you train yourself in productive habits of life so that you can be at a default to push yourself past that complacency. See, when you have good muscle memory, what you're doing is that you're training yourself so that you don't even have to think about how you're going to respond. Mm. The LeBron James of the world, the, the Devin Bookers of the world, the, the Paul George, whoever you, the uh, Giannis, all those guys, Trey Young, shout out to Atlanta. <laughs> all those guys, they put up hundreds, if not thousands of shots so that when they get in game situations, we see them do spectacular things. And we're like, oh, how did they do that? They do it because they're not thinking about it. Have yeah. you ever heard the term they're out of their mind? Yeah, when yeah. somebody is playing and they're, they're hitting on all cylinders, they're out of their mind because they're not even thinking about it because they have muscle memory. They've conditioned themselves to feed in a way that push, pushes them past that place of getting stuck. And so for, for us on the line tonight, I think muscle memory is where we need to start reading the, the books. We need to start meditating on the truths. We need to get the master classes to listen to the truth and get it digested. We need to get the avail uh, journal to make sure <laughs> that you are getting your leadership game up. Because what happens is that you don't want to have to think about something when a moment requires action of you. I, I study jujitsu and I do a few different martial arts. And there are certain situations and things that when you're conditioned for it, you're just responding because you don't have time to think. If you think you're gone, you're done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you think you're knocked out. And so for me, muscle memory has been a practical area in my life where I've conditioned myself so that the way that I've conditioned myself in one area actually bleeds over into another area. Let me say this last thing about that. And then we can answer another question for mm -hmm. me. My conditioning in a gym and the way that I, I train my body and my mind, what it does, it allows me to push myself past my, my levels of comfort. Mm. Every Sunday at Victory Midtown, um, I preach three times every Sunday, um, mm -hmm. three services, 9, 11, and 1 p.m. And so there are times. It's not that I just have supernatural energy all day or I'm just like the Energizer Bunny. There are times where after that first service, I'm like, I have to do that two more times? <laughs> And, and what happens, though, is because I've made it a habit to condition myself past my places of comfort, I can draw from something that is on the inside of me. Obviously, it's the Holy Spirit. Obviously, it's God yeah. giving me power. But I'm talking about God. You have to give God something to work with, too. Yeah. Right? We can't just say, yeah, God, give me strength when we have not built our bodies enough up yeah. to be those who sustain. And so there are times that that muscle memory, I'm drawing on that when I still need to give that same energy to the 11 o'clock service. I need to give yeah. that same energy to the one o'clock service. They don't mm -hmm. care that I just preached at nine. They're, com <laughs> they're coming for their service. I got some people in, from Victory Midtown on the line. Give an amen <laughs> if that's you. You don't care that somebody else got the message at nine o'clock. You're like, okay, what is God saying now? What are we going to do it right now? So muscle memory is so important to make sure that we're conditioning ourselves past the levels of comfort so that we can reinforce good, godly, faith-filled leadership habits. 
It's so true. It's that's so good, Pastor Mo. I even think of I think of the idea of reps, right? The more reps you get, like the more you do it, the more it just comes naturally. Absolutely. That's why it's so important to have people in your life that are going to push you, and you got to be willing to do it. Okay, I'm going to give you a challenge, Pastor Mo. It's going to be challenging because you're passionate okay. like me, and we like to talk. But you, <laughs> okay. give, there's a couple questions, and I want to give you the challenge of just doing a quick rapid kind of fire. Quick, Let's go. Let's rapid go. fire, Let's because go. a lot of people got questions. So um, Alan Mead asked the question as a leader. How do you best develop people? Give us a quick, some quick thoughts. By example. How do you best develop people. By example. By example. People catch what you do more than what they what you say. I, I think it. I put this in a book. I just say it like this. People read your message of your life before they read or hear anything you say. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Next one. Next one. Rapid fire. Yvonne asks, with the level of leadership that God has placed in you as well as your wife, what's the best thing about iron sharpening iron? The best thing is that when you're tired, the other person can pull you up. Ooh, that's you good. don't have to do it all by yourself. You can help each other and compliment <laughs> each other. I like it. I like it. Okay. Um, uh, Ephraim wrote, wrote another question here. I've heard it said that the truth must pass two tests. Truth must be coherent with itself and it must correspond to reality. Is this why being transparent is so important and so essential to being a leader? I think so. I think it's very important to be a leader because, again, when you're not transparent, you're not doing anybody any good. You're lying to yourself first. And when you lie to yourself first, you'll find yourself now rooting yourself in an untruth that won't be fruitful. So I do think it's very important to be transparent because, again, you first want to be honest with yourself before you can be honest with somebody else. Hey, check out this guy's great response. Check out this comment in the chat by Sarah. We're halfway through 2021, and this is a great shock to the system at the midway point. I know some of us have fallen off our declared commitments, so this is a great call to dust off and go again. Come on. Come on. I, Come I feel on. it coming. I feel it coming on, Pastor Mo. I feel it. Here it is. Come on, everybody. Let's go. Got to get the eye of the tiger. Let's, Let's go. go with Pastor Mo. Come on. Let's Come go. On. You've been in the gym, Pastor Let's Mo. I can go. tell. Hey, this is good. This is good. I want to put in the chat again the avail offer. This is the avail offer of the month. If, my, if our avail team can put it in the chat, both in Zoom and Facebook, the book is Leader Fit by the man himself, the man of the hour, Pastor Andrew Momin, known as Pastor Mo, to many who know him and love him and care about him. Here's the, here's the offer. Click on that link. You can get the book for free. If you're not currently on avail, you can get the book for free. You can get, you can, um, um, get also six months of avail for free. That's awesome. Uh, let me mention this. The upgrade bundle, I think, is the way. To, it's kind of a no-brainer, Pastor Mo. It's kind of like, just go for it. Yeah. Uh, you're going to see that that opportunity. The upgrade bundle includes the hardcover book. It includes the companion study. Can you hold it up again, Pastor Mo? I love the artwork on that book. I love it. It looks great. We're in a gym. Come on. And let me just talk a little bit about that real quick. Yeah, Even yeah. The way we designed this, it was because we wanted to tell the message that your leadership and your fitness, they should not be isolated. They cross over. And so I intentionally, I wore a suit because for the businessman, for the pastor, for the leader, for the person who travels a lot, you need to make sure that you're conditioned to lead. It's not just about what you do in the gym, but it's about how you carry it outside of the gym. So good. Hey, as, as we're kind of coming to, to the final stretch here, and by the way, the, the upgrade bundle includes the hardcover book, the companion study guide, so you can kind of journal through your journey through LeaderFit. It also, it's going to give you access through the member portal to the masterclass video series, 10 videos by Pastor Mo that, that are complimentary to the book LeaderFit. You'd be, you'd, it would be foolish not to go for it. Go for it. It's going to be awesome. Um, Here's, here's a question, Pastor Mo, as we're, as we're kind of coming to the final stretch here. Um, what would be the single biggest piece of advice that you'd give to people who are anxious or hesitant to start their fitness journey, whether it's the physical aspect, the leadership aspect? What do you want to give us? Take one step at a time mm. and be committed to it. Take one step at a time and be committed to it. it it's such a simple truth, but it's so loaded. Uh, many people get discouraged because we're trying to look at a huge goal and we're trying to get to that end place before we take the first step. And so uh, my late mentor, he would always say this. He would say, take one day at a time, pray all the time mm. and stay focused. Take one day at a time, pray all the pray. time and stay focused. And I've broken that back down. And I've, I've actually been talking about this to a lot of leaders and a lot of people lately, where I've even broken it down from saying, take one day. I say, take one moment at a time. <laughs> one moment at a time. Because again, every moment builds upon the next moment. 
And so we just want to make sure that we're taking one at a time because, again, it's easier to conquer one thing and actually win and get your momentum instead of getting discouraged by the vast, the bigness of something that's ahead of you that might seem a little bit too big for you to conquer. So good. So good. This is so good. Hey, uh, I want to, I want to mention, cause I think there's some people that are, that are here that are leaning in and maybe even going to watch or listen to this later. Can we talk about the avail journal? Uh, the yeah. avail journal, Pastor, well, you, you're, you're, you're a good friend of avail. There's some great articles. In fact, I'm holding here one of the articles in the last avail edition. Hey, I know that guy. <laughs> Part of getting fit as a leader now on the leadership side is really working out your leadership muscles. Yep. Bell's a great resource. Um, any thoughts or anything you want to share to people about Avail? Absolutely. Um, one, number one, as I said earlier with Dr. Chan making this available, uh, again, I've known Dr. Chan for over 20 years and he's been consistent in wanting to unleash leadership and actually let people reach their potential. And so this uh, journal, what it does, is it puts all of these resources from all of these great men and women and leaders that are actually given all this wisdom in one place. This is not a little chintzy, you know, little paper. This is like a collector's <laughs> item. And Show us so, the cover. Show us the cover. What you'll find, what you'll find is that as you get into this, you'll start to see how different subject matters cross over into different things that you didn't even know you needed. Again, one of the greatest things you can do is to diversify your thought, to diversify what you ingest and what you digest. Because what happens is that just like working out, you can work out one muscle all day. You ever seen those guys that all they do is chest day? <laughs> yeah, they might have a good little chest, but they have no arms, they have no legs, all of that stuff. You don't want to be the person who skips leg day in leadership. That's right. Can I, can I say that again? On, you do not want to be the person that skips leg day in leadership. <laughs> and this is something that will put legs on you. This is yeah. something that will allow you to walk your leadership journey out. That's why it's called the Avail Journal. It's not called just an Avail Book. This is real right yeah. here. This is something that you need to grab hold of and take it in and digest it and commit to being a learner long-term. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing and plugging the Avail Journal. The Avail Journal just has great leadership resources. If you don't currently do it, you can get Pastor Mo's book for free and get six months of the Avail Man. Journal, which come out quarterly. Take advantage of that. But I highly recommend it. The Avail Journal is awesome. And shout out to Dr. Sam Chan. To Martin Van Tilburg, two of yes, our top leaders here at Avail. Shout out Martin, love those guys. <laughs> hey, uh, as we as we close things up here, um, uh, Pastor Mo, what 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 do you want to leave people with? I mean, we've talked about leader fit, but but what 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 do you want to leave on people's hearts as we wrap up this live call? It's something I mentioned earlier, uh, Virgil. Um, it's the whole concept of consistency over intensity. I know I'm intense. I know I could even be a lot for some people. Uh, I have to dial it back sometimes to make sure that I'm able to actually communicate certain things succinctly and, you know, really kind of hit different audiences. But I cannot help my passion. My passion is to see people win. My passion is to see everybody that's going to watch this, that hears this, uh, that will share this with somebody. It's for you to win in life. Again, there's another you on the inside of you. You need to cut the fat. There is a truth that has been spoken about you yeah. that is not real. It is not real. And so I just want to encourage everyone, if you heard nothing else I said this entire time we've been on, is just take one step and be consistent. Don't measure yourself by somebody else. Be consistent over having intensity and watch how your leadership grows. Watch how impacting your life starts to grow. Watch how your influence starts to grow. But again, you got to take the first step. Don't be afraid. You have greatness on the inside of you. And there is a garden waiting on you to show up. Let me say it one more time. There is a garden of people mm. waiting on you to show up in your authentic self. There's another you in you. Walk it out with consistency. I love that. Hey, as you were speaking, Peshma, I'm thinking this thought. Maybe other people's leader fit is connected to your leader fit. Mm. And, and maybe you can not only get this book for yourself, Come on. maybe you can get it for somebody in your, in your life that you're, you're a voice of influence. You're an encourager. You're a coach, a consultant, a leader, a mentor, a father, a spiritual father. This could be a blessing for somebody who really needs it. And so don't, don't just think about it for yourself. Our Avail team is going to put that link one more time 
think about who you can bless with leader fit. Somebody in your life needs to hear the message and to read the message and to be encouraged by the, uh, by the masterclass videos, by the way, upgrade bundle that I mentioned, that's the best way to go upgrade bundle to get it, get the whole package. Pashimo, what an awesome time we've had. Can, Can I just say, Pashimo, uh, on behalf of the Avail leadership team, we're so proud of you. We honor you. you. Uh, we bless you. We thank you for being authentic, for being real. But but we just honor you for uh, speak speaking a, a message that God placed in your heart. And I'm sure you probably debated within yourself whether to do it or not do it, but being yeah. obedient and doing it. We're so thankful for you. Thank you, man. It's, it's an honor. I'm privileged. Again, I'm thankful for the opportunity to share. And I just pray and bless some people. And again, people are on this line tonight. You're, you're leaders. You wouldn't be here if you weren't leaders. So be those spiritual spotters and go help somebody else. And pay it forward. We hope you've been pumped up by this LeaderFit talk with Andrew Momin. Remember to stay connected to Avail for Andrew's upcoming book, LeaderFit. For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com. And don't wait any longer. Claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. As always, I'm Virgil Sierra, and we thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail Leadership Podcast.